Welcome to the Montgomery County Department of Permitting Services podcast. I'm Gail Lucas, your host. I'm also the chief of the DPS Customer Support and Outreach Division. Joining us on our podcast today to talk about the public right-of-way is Land Development Permitting Services Specialist Alex Weintraub, a plan reviewer with DPS. Alex, did I say your last name correctly? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Alex, tell us about the Land Development Division and how you serve DPS customers in Montgomery County. Well, uh, Gail, for starters, the Land Development Division is the largest division, actually, in the Department of Permitting Services. Uh, We cover under our umbrella with technical prowess, the division sections of well and septic, water resources, and the public right-of-way, which is our focus for the discussion today. Uh, Well, so we serve through uh, engineering review and inspection functions. Uh, However, myself personally, uh, I do plan review currently. However, before, uh, I actually served as a public right-of-way inspector, um, which has given me an appreciation, uh, I believe, of the importance and relevance uh, as a Montgomery County resident myself. Sure. So most of what we think of the right-of-way in terms of public is is the road. I know that generally when I think of right-of-way, I think of the street or maybe even the sidewalk. But I know it goes further than that. Can you explain to our listeners just what the public right-of-way is? Absolutely. Uh, So by definition, the right-of-way is the right to pass across lands owned by another, usually a strip or a linear path acquired for or devoted to transportation uh, and public utility purposes. Um, And for the purposes uh, of our conversation today, uh, the county uh, is the owner of uh, of that land. Um, so this is not only the road, but everything that's uh, adjoining the road, typically, uh, that's, that's owned by the county uh, for the purposes of uh, utility installation um, and for connections to uh, residents' address. So this would include uh, connections to water, sewer, uh, electricity, and gas, for example, and also to be able to enter their own private residences uh, through the use of a driveway, which is connected to the road. I know that some people may be surprised to learn that the public right-of-way doesn't just necessarily start at the sidewalk, right? It could be some feet or some inches into what you think of as your front yard or your backyard, yes? So uh, many residents whose homes uh, abut a public road will know that the front strip of the land uh, is actually uh, the public right-of-way. However, to be able to determine where exactly this is, uh, there is no line that's that's visible uh, that you can walk outside uh, of your home right now sure. and, and look for. So right. a good way to figure this out uh, is actually to contact your right of way, uh, your local right of way inspector, um, which can be done using the Find My Inspector tool on the DPS website. That's MontgomeryCountyMD.gov um, slash DPS uh, to find the contact. Uh, and if you do that, then simply enter your address uh, and the inspector for your AO area will display along with their phone number and email address. Um, additionally, you can also find out this information by looking at a right-of-way plat. Uh, this is a good place to look as it should be labeled with, uh, with the public right-of-way in its width and feet. 
And uh, likewise, you can also view the right of way by means of our online property map uh, contained within the county website. Um, that's montgomerycountymd.gov again, uh, slash GIS this time, and click on the properties in Montgomery County link uh, contained therein. And lastly, uh, you can also have your property limits staked out by means of a third-party registered Maryland land surveyor, as this will also provide you with limits in it of the adjacent right-of-way. While not free, this is the most accurate method of demarcation. Good to know. Thank you for that. We recently got a question from a listener about whether or not a citizen can plant a tree in the right of way. And in that utility strip, what my parents used to call the tree box in front of your house, what is that? Can they uh, plant a tree there? And why is this important to know? So there are multiple factors when it comes into play when deciding if a tree can be planted in the public right-of-way, uh, like the location and the species and, and uh, its relation to an overhead uh, utility line, let's say, that's, that's located nearby, um, or for that matter, uh, whether or not it's going to be within the line of sight for the traveling public. Um, it's not a simple yes or no, but we like to make sure to take into, the full, into full consideration uh, the specifics of the actual occasion when providing informed answer. Um, we get this question uh, all the time. Um, however, uh, really, in order to give a, an answer promptly, um, we do ask that homeowners uh, determine if the right-of-way is maintained uh, by the county or the state or the local municipality. Um, so completely understandable, um, a, a tree uh, is can be placed within the public right-of-way, uh, However, we do need a, a permit to be pulled for this uh, because uh, any work within the public right-of-way, uh, whether it's just trimming the tree uh, or if it's any installation, um, does require a, a permit. What if I have a concern about the health of a tree that's in, in the public right-of-way in front of my house? If I think the tree is dead or I think the tree is sick? So if you think that it's in poor health, uh, what you can do is actually call uh, MC311 um, uh, or you can call 240-777-0311 if you happen to not be currently within the county. So if you're in the county, just dial 311 and that should suffice. But what that will do is get you in contact uh, with our general information services. And from there, uh, what you should do is request that uh, that. Montgomery County Department of Transportation uh, come and remove it, or for that matter, to come and take a look uh, to determine if it should okay. be removed. Okay. How does a person get a right-of-way permit? What's that process? Can you talk about that? Sure. Uh, so this is uh, one that I'm, I'm asked almost every day. Uh, it's, it's easy enough to apply online just simply from our DPS homepage. Uh, all you have to do is uh, go to, again, that's uh, montgomerycountymd.gov slash DPS. And at the top of the page, uh, click apply an ePay uh, at the at, at top, excuse me. Um, then uh, log in, create an account if you don't already have one. Uh, for new permits, uh, just select Apply for a New Permit, enter the public right-of-way in the drop-down on the same page, hit Apply, and you're on your way. With that being said, um, since my, my, uh, I myself uh, would not be able to assist with uh, the application process, nor would a uh, right-of-way inspector, uh, simply because of the permissions being able to see 
um, the uh, the application process on the back end, uh, we do like to point uh, residents to uh, a very nifty document, which we have, which is called How to Apply Online for a Public Right-of-Way Permit, which contains step-by-step instructions uh, with screenshot, uh, screenshots that fall alongside. Uh, this document also contains the, uh, pub- the contact information of our permit technicians um, who are only a call or email away from your assistance. And those folks are folks in my division, and we're very happy to help you with the, the permitting process. Let's pivot a little bit, and let's talk about dumpsters and storage pods. Uh, must be permitted or not? And how do you get a permit for uh, a dumpster or a storage pod? So a right-of-way permit is required for a temporary placement of a portable storage container, whether or not, whether that be a, a pod or a dumpster. Um, uh, whenever it's placed within the county right-of-way. Uh, now, with that being said, if it's not placed within the county right-of-way, it can stay in front as long as it's seven days or less. However, uh, if it is planned to stay there for longer than seven days, it would need a building permit and to be moved to the back of the yard and to shown on a plan uh, to do so. Uh, but in terms of a public right-of-way permit specifically for these containers, um, what you would do is follow the same instructions, uh, basically that I spelled out for applying for a permit, uh, and where uh, the drop down shows uh, uh, use code, um, just choose pod or the closest available option and continue as normal. Okay, thank you. Another hot topic these days are electric vehicle charging stations. How do you get a charging station in front of your house? It may be in the right-of-way. How does that permitting process work? Is it the same process? So it is a little more complicated than that, uh, and I would uh, I would advise uh, to contact our public right-of-way manager, uh, Atik Panchiri, to discuss before you apply. Uh, With that being said, uh, we have had several uh, electric vehicle charging stations uh, installed within the public right-of-way, though typically the best location uh, is within private property. Sure. Do you know how many charging stations, EV charging stations, there are in the county today? So in terms of the numbers of charging stations um, available for public use, it's actually over 500 and climbing. Uh, there are 22 uh, and growing locations um, uh, within the county, uh, which contain multiple charging stations at, at one location. Um, but in terms of permitted uh, charging stations within the public right-of-way uh, for residential use, currently less than 10 have been successfully installed. Okay. We've talked a lot about permits in the right-of-way and what you can do in the right-of-way. What is not allowed to be placed within the right-of-way, and why is that? So in terms of what can and cannot be placed, uh, I'd like to begin with what can be placed, because the what cannot be placed is a, a very long and storied list, um, of which I'll, I'll only go over uh, 
really the, the largest two uh, offenders that we see in the county. Uh, okay. But what can be placed, uh, our mailbox is mounted on supports that can bend or break uh, away uh, if it is impacted by a vehicle. Um, individual residential newspaper boxes mounted in the same fashion. Uh, street trees placed and maintained uh, per an approved permit and in compliance with uh, DOT's uh, Department of Transportation's design standards. Uh, non-invasive, non-weed-like ground cover placed in a way that doesn't impact the public right-of-way or impede travel uh, and is below three feet in height. Um, additionally, there are you, you can place uh, a temporary removable obstruction as long as it's permitted through us. Uh, EV charging stations, uh, again, talk to uh, the right-of-way manager at Teak Panchery uh, and otherwise uh, as permitted by law. Now, what cannot be placed uh, is basically anything that uh, can impact public safety, uh, safety or impede travel. Uh, it's just, this is to say obstructions. So the two largest offenders that we have in the county are stone, uh, brick, and concrete mailboxes uh, with non-standard supports like heavy metal posts or, say, milk cans filled with concrete. They may look yeah. milk. Excuse me. They may look nice. Uh, however, when struck, they can prove fatal to the passengers of uh, vehicles that strike them and any bystanders, uh, uh, bystanders unlucky enough to be in the general vicinity. Uh, the other big offender, of course, is rocks, boulders, sticks, and stones. Um, I've seen these places uh, placed to deter parking along open section roadway in the public right-of-way, and, uh, and like uh, non-breakaway mailboxes, they are strictly unsafe. Uh, open section roadway, by the way, uh, refers to road without curb and gutter, uh, which is okay. typically level with the adjacent land. Okay. Let's talk a minute um, about the driveway apron. Um, I think when folks think about driveways, they think that apron is part of their property as well. That's, in fact, right-of-way. And who maintains that? So the apron is maintained by the owner of the property, and this is done because the driveway apron is considered uh, placed for the sole use uh, of an individual or small group and not for the improvement of the infrastructure uh, for the betterment of the general public. So because it's strictly being used for uh, a single residence uh, and not for the public's good, uh, this would need to be maintained by, uh, the, by, the, by the person who is uh, being uh, improved by this this apron. And there are some standards for driveway aprons, aren't there? Certain materials you can't use? The materials that cannot be used uh, within public right-of-way uh, are numerous. Uh, however, a few good examples are uh, pavers, so brick or stone pavers, uh, flagstones, um, uh, gravel, uh, pea gravel, uh, especially. So anything that can break apart and become dislodged and enter the roadway uh, or become a, a hazard uh, or projectile uh, to the traveling public. Okay. Another popular permit in Montgomery County for our businesses, not necessarily for our homeowners, um, is outdoor seating, um, awnings and canopies. What should you know about these and how do we get permits for those? So in terms of outdoor cafe seating in particular, uh, a right-of-way permit would actually be required uh, for any portion of the seating or the awnings that would project into the right-of-way, including uh, above uh, a sidewalk. Um, 
This is to make sure that we follow all uh, compliance uh, with our, our county requirements um, and also that we maintain adequate access uh, for pedestrian movement and uh, for those with physical uh, disabilities. Uh, this protects both uh, public and private uh, properties, uh, which facilitate the use of the outdoor cafes. Sure. You've shared a tremendous amount of information with us today, Alex, and I thank you very much for that. Is there anything else that we need to know about the right-of-way? I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff we can talk about, but is there anything in particular that you'd like to leave our listeners with? So I'll, I'll leave everyone with this. Uh, for more information of what I've spoken of, uh, please check out the Montgomery County DPS website um, and also Chapter 49 of the Montgomery County Code uh, and other publicly available standards uh, available uh, that we contain online. Um, additionally, if you have any questions, uh, I, highly, I highly recommend uh, getting in contact with a public right-of-way inspector um, to ask any questions uh, before you actually uh, apply for a permit. Uh, additionally, uh, when you receive that permit, just make sure to get in contact again with the inspector uh, in order to set up a pre-construction meeting. For all of our listeners, remember that we are here to help you, our customers, succeed. If you have any questions about the permitting process, you can reach out to our customer support team by calling 311 or 240-777-0311. You can also stop by our offices at 2425 Reedy Drive in Wheaton. We're located on the seventh floor and you don't need an appointment to get in-person assistance. Our office hours are 7.30 a.m. to 4 o'clock p.m. Monday through Friday. Thank you so much, Alex, for joining us on the podcast. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Please check out the DPS website at montgomerycountymd.gov slash DPS to find information and resources to help you with your next project. Do you have an idea or a question for an upcoming podcast? We want to hear from you. Email your ideas and questions to dps.podcast at montgomerycountymd.gov. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with others and subscribe so you can get our latest episodes. Until next time, I'm Gail Lucas. And again, I thank you, Alex Weintraub. Remember, DPS is your project partner.